This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I want to bless you before we get in the Word with the Word of God. You know, God blesses us with words, and His words are supernatural. So I want to speak this, this blessing on you, uh, over you, and it's all the Word of God. And the Word of God will change your life. All right, receive this. God has blessed you with all the promises of the new covenant in Christ being yes and amen. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bless you with ability. I bless you with abundance, clear direction, a controlled and disciplined life. Bless you with courage, creativity, wisdom, understanding, God's favor, and man's favor. God bless you with good health, fulfillment of God's dreams and visions for your life. God bless you with contentment. God bless you with a listening ear. God bless you with long life. God bless you with an obedient heart. God bless you with God's peace, a pleasant speech, a pleasant personality. God bless you with promotion, protection, provision, safety, and strength. God bless you with revelation knowledge. God bless you with expectant faith. God bless you with success. I bless you with goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. I bless your ears to hear the lovely, the uplifting, and the encouraging, to shut out the demeaning and the negative. I bless your hands to be tender, helping hands to those in need, hands that bless. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you peace because of the finished work of the cross. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that your word is alive. Your word is, is life to our being. And Father, we engage our hearts now and our ears to hear the Word of God. And we thank you for it. And we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated. You're not dismissed. A lot of times we do that at the end, but we're going to, we started with it today. Because I want you to know the power of words, that God's words are powerful. And that Jesus used words all the time. You notice how he, he spoke to storms. He spoke to demonic forces. He spoke to trees. Uh, he spoke to things and he released the power of God. And he's given us a tongue. He's given us speech. He's given us the power to speak. And we're to speak things. I don't recommend that you do this around unbelievers. I don't suggest that you go around and you're speaking to your big toe in front of people. In the name of Jesus, I call my big toe blessed. I call my big toe healed because of the finished work of the cross. They will want to lock you up because they think you're crazy. So don't do it around other people, except believers that believe that. 
There's some believers that don't believe it. It's moving on. So in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, this is our key verse. And before that, I talked about um, where it says, Let no corrupt communication come out of you, but minister that which is to the edification, that you may minister grace to the hearer. Grace to the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God who has redeemed you who has sealed you into the day of redemption. So we're not to speak words of corruption or rotten, putrid words that are worthless and rotten or words of death. We're not even to speak those. We're to speak life. Jesus never went around speaking death to people, rotten, worthless words to people. He spoke life. He, he gave them something. That's what we're to do. We're, you know, we prayed that God would use us. Well, he's going to use your mouth. Oh, Pastor, can I leave my mouth out of this? You know my, my mouth. It's, it runs away with me. <laughs> no, your mouth is involved. In fact, your, your mouth is significant in this whole process. What will you do with your mouth? It says that God can tame the mouth, but it's not humanly possible. But if you surrender to God, and I'm going to give you, especially next week, some just practical steps how to do this. But you surrender your mouth to God. I love it when God uh, told Moses, Moses was complaining and said, you know, I just can't talk very good and all this. And God said, I'll be with your mouth. My question to you, is God with your mouth or somebody else with your mouth? Because the Bible says we can bless or curse, but it should not be both coming out of the same mouth. Proverbs 18, verse 20, it says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. How many agree with that? How many like to eat? fruit of his mouth from the produce of his lips he should be filled death and life are in the power of the tongue those who love it will eat it you ever heard the we get the term eat your words that's where we get from and the truth is every single one of us will eat our words because what you speak and bring to pass, the word says that when you speak, it's a seed. And God's seed will come up. But it's not even God's seed. He said, whatever you speak will come up. So the tongue's kind of unique. You know, most, most seeds just will produce one kind. But you can produce blessing or cursing. It'll come out of your mouth. It can. You can be a Christian and you can speak curses or you can speak blessing. But he said, when you speak words, it's like a seed planted in your heart, and it will produce fruit. And you will eat the fruit of what you've been speaking. It could be that the spouse that you have that you've been complaining about and running down is exactly the one you've been speaking about. could be the same for your job, your finances. Are you speaking life? Are you speaking 
the language of the enemy and you're cursing your own self. How many times have you heard someone cursing their own marriage? She doesn't understand, she never will. And just cut, 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 cursing. The devil doesn't have to do anything in that person's life. You're doing it to yourself. You're cursing your own marriage. Children, just listening to the testimonies. And I like to watch 700 Club, their testimonies. And, and you see how people, uh, the way they were brought up and how their, their parents spoke to them. I saw one the other day, um, Ellen wanted me to see, and it was this, this young man who uh, the mom uh, just said, I wish I'd never had you. I wish when I was pregnant I would, uh, and, and I had delivered you, I wish they'd just pushed you back up into me. And she said, I don't want you. You're no good. And actually abandoned him. Very, very young age. And he was angry at everything that moved. Wound up in prison. And a man ministered to him. Prison ministry is a great thing. <laughs> and he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Now he's a minister of the gospel. It's important what we speak over our kids. What we're speaking over our job. Words have power. Words can cause a divorce. Words can cause you to fall in love and be together. And we just dismiss it. We, we feel like the Bible, when it talks about Jesus says, take heed what you hear, what you say. We think words are just the amplified version, but it's the truth. They do have power to them. I'm not saying that you can't joke and, you know, and, and have fun. I, I, I love to joke and, and have fun. But even jokes, you got to watch. I can go beyond where it's supposed to go. Amen? It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you'll eat the fruit of it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I'm starting to speak something over and over, I may not believe it in my heart, but if I keep saying that, I'm still around it all the time, and I start to get this meditation thing, if I speak it long enough, I'll believe it. It may be the devil's been speaking to me a lie, but I'll start believing the lie. Even though it's a lie, I put my faith and belief in that from the heart and I'm speaking what he says, I bring it to pass because I believe it, even though it's based on a lie. God uses your mouth, the devil uses your mouth. God is looking for someone to be willing to speak from their heart and surrender to him. The devil's looking for someone to speak his language and surrender to him. But he does it on the sly. We don't realize it. And we all can fall into this trap where we stop speaking blessing and speaking life. Why would you say uh, maybe your, your child is not serving God? They're adult and grown. Why would you say, well, they're, they're bound for hell? Nothing's ever going to change there. 
instead of speaking the very life of God. That's my seed. And my seed's coming home to the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what hell says. I know what God has promised and what he says, and I'm going to speak it. That will get results. But so many times we want to feel sorry for ourselves. Oh, woe is me. My child's going to hell and is bound. Well, let me tell you something. The words of God have much more power than the words of the devil. Life overcame death. So you can speak and trump over those words of death that your child is speaking if you'll be diligent and consistent about it. God will come through. Do they have a choice? Absolutely they have a choice. But I tell you what, you can make that choice so hard for them. <laughs> Everywhere they turn, Jesus. Everywhere they turn, Jesus. Or things can get so bad for them that the only way they can look is up. Don't bail them out, parents. Just because saints are stinking in their life, you just say, I know the answer for your life, it's Jesus. And the temptation's there. I don't want my child hurt, and I'm just going to bail them out. And then you become their God who bails them out. Ooh. I'm talking about waking up and speaking the Word of God. Now, I can speak this way to you because the Lord got on the me during my sabbatical. He said, you're not speaking like you used to. I said, what do you mean, Lord? I don't hear your voice speaking my word like you used to. I said, Lord, I do my... He said, I want more than that. And I got convicted. I said, man, you're right. Of course you're right. <laughs> I come to this wow moment, you know. God, you're right. Of course he's right. And he said, you've got some things I've spoken to you, and you need to get it out. I go, oh. Get my folder out and go, oh, me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness and this mercy and this grace. Amen. And I started, man, I haven't been speaking then. How did this happen to me? Life happens. We're people. We're, it happens. So I got my, my file out. I'm going, ah. and then it dawns me, where have I been? <laughs> we got to speak the word of God. We got to speak life in the situations. He's called us to change it. It's not us that changes it. It's his word. His word is supernatural. And I'm not talking about some self-help book, some improvement thing. I'm not talking about Oprah. I'm not talking about Dr. Phil. I'm not talking about Tony Robbins. I'm talking about the supernatural power of God. I'm talking about speaking life into your life. 
Life to, into your marriage. Life into your finances. Life into your children. Life into your body. That's what you need is his word. Well, never happened to me because you know my mouth. God can tame your mouth. You have to set yourself and make a decision. I'm going to start speaking life. People like to be around you a lot better. It's that negative, woe is me stuff gets old. Start believing God. So I said, Lord, I see I've had some stuff on the shelf. He said, I know. And I want to thank you for being quiet where I could get it to you. He just, yeah, he spanked me good. But I needed it. <laughs> so y'all get a little spanking from me. Okay. I'm not trying to speak God's word to get God in agreement with me. I'm trying to get in agreement with him. I'm not trying to pull and twist his arm. I'm pulling mine to get in agreement with him because he's the Lord. He's Lord of all. And what he says is what I want to do. Are we really surrendered? If he's Lord, we're to surrender. It's no longer our life. We've been bought with a great price. And life really begins when you let go of the low life and take upon you the high life in Christ. That's where life is. is surrendering and letting it go to him. So I want to continue with evidence of a corrupt tongue. And next week we'll get into some more positive uh, areas of this. A tongue that reveals secrets. A tongue that reveals secrets is another evidence of a corrupt tongue. And if you weren't here last week, you need to get it and listen because I talked about some other signs of a corrupt tongue. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13, the talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. A talebearer is one who reveals secrets or breaks confidence. You ever been hurt by someone breaking confidence or maybe you shared something and you hear a back around from someone else and you go, go that person, I shared this in confidence just for your prayer and then, well, I just shared it with my one person. <laughs> That's not keeping it in confidence. Because you know what happens? That one person goes, well, I need to share it with this one person. And that person, I'm going to share it with this one person. Next thing you know, it's everywhere. And it hurts. And we got to be a safe place for people to come. And if they're dealing with something, that there's a fault, there's a weakness, there's a struggle, they need to be able to speak from their heart, to get help, to get prayer, and to know that it will be kept in confidence. And I, I will say that that's something we pastors and our elders we endeavor to do with all our heart is to keep confidence. And you need to do that to people around you. But really what they're doing, they're giving you a part in themselves. Uh, they're giving you really power in their life. And you have to be of good character 
and be a faithful of a faithful spirit and conceal that thing and hold it. Amen? Now, let me say this. I'm not talking about something that's illegal or child abuse or someone saying about suicide or anything like that. Uh, when I was in youth ministry and uh, youth wanted to come meet with me and, and tell me something, I always said, look before you share. If this is dangerous to your health, if this is, um, involves drugs or something like that, I'm going straight to your parents. And um, that cuts some conversations very short. <laughs> and, and, and some, they went ahead and shared anyway, and I, I said, you need to talk to your parents. And they said they would. A couple said, I want you, they want me to go talk to their parents. I said, you try it first. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. We need to intervene then. I'm talking about someone that's really... Uh, a weakness or something that they're sharing with you as a friend, as a Christian, and they're saying, will you pray for me? Will you help me? And you keep that in confidence. You don't want to be a tail-bearer. Amen? Another is a tongue that speaks curses. Romans chapter 3 it says, their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. That means their, their speech is death and decay. Their tongues are filled with lies. And when you study this out, it means they're very skilled in their lies. It's almost like they're so deceitful you don't know they're lying. But snake venom drips from their lips. There's a motive behind it to poison. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. So we see here that a tongue that speaks curses is a, a corrupt tongue. To curse means to speak words of harm, to speak words to afflict, speak words of calamity, doom, to befall a person or a group. And we bless or curse with our words. Now, I think when I look at this, I think a lot of times we, we speak death and don't even realize it. Are we building people or are we tearing down? Well, I need to correct my children, correct them, but what you do. You bring the sandwich method, praise, correction, praise. You come, I love you. You, you said, I want the best, best for you. My heart's with you. My pra I'm praying for you. But you did this wrong. This is not who you are, by the way. This was not the actions of you. This was your flesh, and we're going to deal with the flesh. This is a paddle. <laughs> And we're going to deal with the flesh. God has made a special place for the paddle to be applied. It's a little bit more puffy there. Puffier on some more than others. But most of us have some padding there. And God made that for that special place. And you, you spank there. 
You spank until there is some, some pain. Once you know there's, there's consequences for your actions. And then you pray with them. So I, I love you, son. It says that when you honor and obey your parents with long life, things will be well with you. Love you. You're, you're restored. You can, you know, let's, let's go play ball or, or whatever. So what did you do? You, you brought the necessary correction, but you brought it in love. They may say, I don't want this kind of love. I <laughs> and I, I said the things that this hurts me more than it hurts you. That didn't go well with my two boys. You know, they were just kind of, well, that's trade places. <laughs> it just didn't go over well. But anyway, speak life. It doesn't mean that we don't deal with situations. It doesn't mean that we say there's not a problem. It means we know the answer, that there is an answer. So we bless. In Mark 11, verse 21, And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which he cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And this is one of the most powerful scriptures about the importance of words and Jesus is being questioned about he cursed a fig tree. Now, there, you can cur- don't curse people. There are, you can curse some things. The other day I went in the yard and I cursed ants. We've had billions of ants. I don't know what's going on. Sprayed them. Uh, I put little things in the ground. Uh, that they're supposed to come eat this and they, they take it to feed the queen and the queen eats it and they, they all die. And it's just like I've seen them all over that thing. They're just eating it up, you know. It's like sprayed them. And we saw them just going, they're just like going up the tree, you know. We're spraying all over, over the place and, and uh, thought, well, they're gone. Next day, Ellen said, well, they're back. She said, by the way, I went to get the mail. They're all over the mailbox. Said there's ants all over the place. So finally it dawned on me yesterday, nothing's working. I mean, I went to Lowe's and I asked them, I need something to get rid of ants. Use this. I tried that. Or use this. So I've been through it all. And this is the first year we've had hummingbirds. And I think that must be something to do with the ants. I never knew this about hummingbirds, but ants like to come and eat or drink of the sugar water. Rob and Shauna never told me about this. They got hummingbirds. They don't get ants. They've cursed them. Ants are coming. And I, I had this thing sitting, and I, I tied a rope to, to the tree to keep it straight, and we can go to the window. I can go straight to the window and just watch them. Oh, this is great. 
And then Ellen said, they're not coming. I said, what do you mean they're not coming? We go outside, and ants are going across that rope that I've got trying to tree keeps trying. And they're just going. So what? Yeah, they're just using it like a bridge. They're coming across. And, and, and we, look at, we look in the thing, and it's full of ants. It's homework. If I was a hummingbird, I wouldn't want to drink from either. So, would it, okay, change it out. We're going to you know, get rid of these ants. And we get online. You know, you can find everything online. This is what you do for ants. You take some Vaseline and you grease down right before the humming. You grease it down. and you. Yeah, so we grease that thing down. I said, Ellen, what's, what, what's the status? And she said, they're walking across the Vaseline like it's a skating <laughs> rink. They're just skating across it. I said, well, surely you heard wrong. I look at the video. No. Like, for the gob of Vaseline, they're just going through it. It's like nothing. So going to Lowe's the other day, I got this special spray. This guy said it worked. He had the same problem. I'm out there in 106 degree heat, and this is an amplified version, 100, 120 degrees. Two minutes out there, I'm wringing wet, spraying everything around. Ellen goes out there to examine and says, I moved back a little piece of the bark on the Craig Merlin. So what'd you see? Ants. <laughs> so it finally dawned on me, nothing else works. Maybe I should just go out there and curse them. So I spent some time cursing ants. <laughs> Jesus cursed the fig tree and they noticed the next day it was withered up from the roots. Said, wow, what happened here? Look, Jesus, look what happened. And he said, yeah. He said, no man will eat fruit of you again. And it was really the season for it to have fruit, and it didn't. Jesus cursed it, and he said, look, the words that you speak carry weight and carry power. What you say, believing in your heart, come to pass. Or you can cast a mountain into the sea. And Jesus said, because I have this kind of faith, believe that you receive when you pray, and you shall have it. Believe that you receive, and you shall have it. That's faith. You believe, and then you'll have it. Powerful verse. Psalms 109, verse 17. And he loved cursing, so let it come to him. And he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, as with his garment, so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones. Wow. You think about it, whatever you give, what happens? You receive back. So curses come out of you. They're getting on you. They're in you. And you receive back curses on your own life. In fact, it talks about your own body. That you can, you can be speaking curses and it affects your health. 
Because wherever you sow, you reap. You want blessings? Speak blessings to others. You want forgiveness? Forgive others. And forgiveness is not just saying, I'm sorry you were uh, offended at me. I'm sorry you didn't like my actions. Now, forgiveness is, I was wrong. Forgive me. Amen? You ever had that kind? Pastor, I need to come and ask your forgiveness. <laughs> okay, if you need to ask. And then they go into this long story. <laughs> I said, No. <laughs> If you need to ask forgiveness, ask forgiveness. Don't go, I don't want this long story of how I did this or whatever. <laughs> and it comes back, you feel like, I feel like a dog at something I didn't know I did. Anybody ever been there? Uh, I know. A tongue that speaks the name of the Lord in vain, Exodus 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And this is simply using God's name as a curse word. And, I mean, how many notice that the earth is flooded with that? I mean, it's all over the place. And they take a, a holy God, take his name, and use it as a curse word. The, the blesser, the giver of all life is cursed and, and damned. I mean, damnation is a biblical term and people are damning God. I tell you, that's just not too smart. You're talking about dumb and dumber. That is... That is ridiculous because he's the giver of life and he's a good, good God. And he takes these things, you know, seriously. Ezekiel 13, 7, another way that we take the Lord's name in vain, besides just using his name as a curse word, is another definition is self-serving. Self-serving. It says in verse 7, Have you not seen a futile vision? Have you not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envisioned lies, therefore I am indeed against you, says the Lord. So another way is this self-serving. or um, Maybe you're wanting to carry more weight with what you're saying, so you add on, God told me. And a lot of times... I know God didn't tell you because it's not even scriptural what God told you that you said he told you. And one thing, if God told you something last week, he didn't change his mind <laughs> seven days later. But some people use it and there, it's, it's an easy temptation Maybe to tip the scales wherever, say, well, God told me. He didn't tell you. <laughs> when we say that, we need to make sure God told us. 
That's the reason I did the blessing in the beginning. Okay. These messages are always this way. <laughs> it's using God's name in a dishonest way. Justifying your decisions with God told me. And that's one of the things, you know, uh, the pastors and the elders we face when somebody comes, well, God told me this. Well, there's, that's it. There's no more conversation. <laughs> God is speaking that. And, of course, it's scriptural. You need to do what God says. I, I can remember years ago there was an example. I had, uh, was doing the service, and I came off stage, and uh, a person to my right had a word for me and said, God said this, and, and said, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You know, I didn't know th this person. And, uh, you know, I was supposed to be pastoring. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. Another person came from the other side who I did not know. And they said, you're not doing what you're called to do. You're not called to be a, a preacher or minister or pastor or something. I said, okay. And I, I, I walk out and I go, Lord, what was all that? <laughs> yeah. Two just opposite um, words. I said, Lord, which one's right? He said, Neither said, you don't know them. They're here trying to carry weight for their own agenda. They're not for you. They're against you. So a lot of it's what's your heart? What's the motivation behind it? Because people will tell you things. And I might as well say this while I'm here. Manipulation through prophecy. Oh, pastor, I don't believe that exists. You kidding me? <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, but yes. Absolutely. People will say, Thus saith the Lord. You need to quit your job. Had a, a, a friend this happened to. You need to quit quit your job. Go to China and be a missionary. And you need to send me your tithe. A lot of it, there's a hook to it. Anybody ever seen the hook, Kevin? Okay. Y'all are so nice. It is there, just making you aware. A tongue that uses filthy language. I mean, agree, there's filthy language out there. Well, y'all, never mind. Um, no more questions. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. By among you, there must not be even the hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. What's the replacement instead of obscenities, thanksgiving? Cussing, filthy language, um, dirty jokes. We're not to be speaking of. You're not to even be hearing those. Well, Pastor, you just, if you work where I worked, and no, I've, I've, I've worked out there. I, I know. That's the reason I, when I got saved, I was so surprised. And my little group, that they were Christians. 
I'm trying to get them saved, and they go, oh, I'm a Christian. And I'm just shocked. You are? I, I never would have known it. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to hurt anybody or anything because I, I, I love these guys. You know, they're my friends, but I'm just, it's just coming out of me. I'm going, I'm just shocked. You are Christians? Oh, my. What happened? <laughs> and these guys didn't cuss a whole lot, but there were some jokes, there was, you know, stuff, and uh, I wouldn't have recognized them as Christian. I mean, I'm there trying to get them saved. Now, some of them changed afterwards, and they, I noticed their talk changed. And it's funny, you know, being a pastor, it, it's funny. You take your car in. I took my car in to be worked on. And boy, some of these garages, I mean, the, the words that were coming out, I mean, it, it would make a, a sailor blush. I mean, this is just going on like crazy. And I, I'm talking to him and, oh, what do you do? I'm a pastor. Uh, uh, pardon, pardon my French. I, I, I didn't know it was French. I didn't recognize that was a foreign language. I recognize that language. It's the devil's language. I, I, I just said, uh, yeah, I, I heard, I heard your French. And all of a sudden, they're not cussing anymore. You know, I just, I just love the Lord. I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ when I was five years old. I've never walked away from him all the days of my life. And I'm just looking at him. I'm just dumbfounded. Really? Where do you, where do you go to church? Oh, I, I go down to um, uh, that church. Um, uh, let me see. What is that? Oh, it's that big church. You know, it's, it's real big. And, and what area? Oh, uh, out there, uh, uh, close to the mall out there. I'm, oh, I can't believe I can't think of that name. What is the name of it? Uh, uh, I just can't think of it. it, it it's so big and everything. I, I said, maybe uh, Bellevue. Bellevue. I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, how do you like Pastor Adrian Rogers? Oh, he's great. I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. It's Steve Gaines. He, Adrian died a few years ago. It's, it's uh, been, you know, a little bit. Uh, I think, yeah, I need to go. Uh, we'll get this car ready for you, sir. Bye. <laughs> You have fun sometimes, you know. <laughs> but our culture is constantly throwing words profanity. You got to guard against it. I mean, if you're around a lot, and if you're around a whole lot, and you stop your toe, if a thought comes to you <laughs> that's one of those words that everybody's been speaking, you're around it too much. You got you to gotta get in the word some more and guard yourself. 
Because it can be a habit. And you're, what you're around will get on you. Amen? So we got to really guard uh, against that. Movies, you know, they're full of, you got to be on guard. Maybe you don't need to watch 30 movies a month. Maybe you need to put a guard over, you know, what you're watching. You know, it's interesting to me. Um, when you, you hear these testimonies and you, you really can't, you know, preach it that this is exactly the way it is. But those that have gone to heaven or hell, those that have gone to hell that experience some of the torture, the demons are cursing them out. It's because it's his language. It's cursing. It's a curse. It's cursing people. A tongue that speaks words of strife. Oh, I had one more verse. Colossians 3, 8. But now you, you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. And humor today, you know, a lot of humor is just full of profanity. A tongue that speaks words of strife. Proverbs 21, 9. Better to dwell in the corner of a house stopped than a house shared with a contentious woman. And all the men said, better not say anything. <laughs> Take no thought saying. Don't say it. Just shake your head. Not my wife. But I don't believe this is just for women. I don't believe this... <laughs> Proverbs 26.1 says, As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strike. Well, this thing can work both ways. And uh, contentious here means belligerent, argumentative, combatant, quarrelsome, cantankerous. Anybody here ever been said you're these things? Well, is not on the life side, the blessing side. It's on the curse side. It's evil. God's against it. And you can get in that. I mean, you can get in a habit of it where everything is an argument. And it's not of God. Doesn't mean you have to agree with everything. There's some things you don't need to say anything about. You need to just let it go. But you can get to the place where you enjoy having an argument. <laughs> uh, this way. And some of the questions you, and I could ask you, do you always have to be right? You probably have that, com that spirit working, trying to flow in your life. Do you always have to say the last word? Uh, no elbowing in this place. <laughs> Do you always have to say, I told you so? I can remember days, you know, Ellen and I, both of us trying to get the last word. 
it get ridiculous, you know, it be to where it's just a little peep, you know. And <laughs> just ridiculous, you know, trying to get the last word. It's not even the language anymore, just a grunt. And the grunts were more for me. <laughs> I just have to have the last word. No, don't. <laughs> See, I told you so. Now here in the distance. Yeah. Now we just laugh and <laughs> get goofy about it. But I mean, uh, it, it's it's crazy. But we've got to teach ourselves to give to each other and, and, and to let some things go. Because we're we are different, and there's uh, we can't afford to have strife in our life. James three sixteen says, "For there where envy and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work." Maybe you're not moving far because you've let strife into your house. And if there's strife, there's confusion in every evil work. The enemy is at work in strife. The enemy works in division. God works in unity and agreement. So we need to cut it out. You know, strife isn't much fun if you're by yourself. So what you can do is just leave the room. Just refuse to, to engage in it. Or just start speaking blessing over them. Yeah, You're such a blessing. Hey. We, we pulled on each other. You're such a blessing. I just love you so much. You walk in the unconditional love of God. Pastor, are you talking about you and your wife? Yeah. Now, we never had an argument. We've had some very intense conversations. But God is good. Right now, or something I'm I'm overlooking. I, I touched on it for a while with her, and now I'm just I'm okay. I'm overlooking it. She she leave the cabinets open in my head. I mean, for some reason I'm not looking up when I come in the kitchen. Boing! Hey, you left the cabinet door open. Well, shut it. I did my head. <laughs> Well, you know what uh, hasn't changed? The cabinet doors. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But is this a big deal? No. I've just, I come into the kitchen, I look. Because she's overlooking a lot of big stuff for me. Amen? <laughs> Maybe we need to focus on the good points. And magnify the good. Uh, a tongue that speaks words of unbelief. 
And I'm closing right here. And this is important. Hebrews 3 verse 19. So we see they were not able to enter because enter in the promise of because of their unbelief. Thumb of Israel. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. And unbelief is something that can sneak up on us. And it's the opposite of faith. God wants us. He's a, a God of faith. And we please him when we trust him and we're looking to him and believing him. Uh, I put down um, verse uh, 12. It says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So he calls an evil heart of unbelief. And it will keep you from entering in to the promise of God and what he has for you. But we can surrender. And let me tell you this. We've all said crazy words that were of death. But the good news is there is a race button. It's called the mercy and the grace and the love of God. And he'll forgive you for those words. And you can surrender your mouth. And say, Lord, make me aware. Be slow to speak. Make me aware of my mouth. Because I want to release life to people. And don't just blurt out there quickly. Be slow to speak. And listen. God's given us two ears and one mouth. So we need to listen. And really listen. And not be thinking about what you're going to say. Because you're not really listening then. But to really listen, and then you can think before you speak. Because a lot of times we're just running off the mouth, and we can hurt a relationship. We can hurt a friendship. Or we can speak and release words of unbelief and, and, and doubt. We can cause strife. We can cause all kinds of... We can... The tongue can set the course of nature on fire. I mean, we can cause the wrong kind of fire that things are getting destroyed and said a casting uh, or, or releasing the life of God and, and letting people catch on fire for Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much today for your word. And, Father, we, we don't want to be just hearers of the Word. We want to put the Word into action. And, Lord, we, we choose right now to surrender our mouths. Lord, we want our mouths to be a fresh living fountain of life. We want our words to be life-giving. We want our words to be to the edification that it would minister grace to the hearer, that it would build them up, it would encourage them, it would cause them to have hope, it would cause them to be built up in the things of God, it would point them to Jesus, it would point them to the Word of God. And Lord, we thank you that your Word has power, and life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we choose the blessing instead of death. We choose life, and we choose to release blessing into our world. And we bless 
our finances. We bless our marriage. We bless our children. We bless our job. We bless our business. We bless uh, our home. We bless those around us. And we let them see Jesus in us. Because, Lord, when we're speaking your words, we're carrying you and we're releasing you to minister to them. And we thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness. Lord, we ask forgiveness for every word of death that we've spoken, every word of unbelief, every word of strife, every, every word, Lord, that has revealed a secret or confidence that we shouldn't have done. Words, Lord, that were untruths. God, we just surrender our tongues to you. And we say, God, be with our mouth. And we choose not to open the door of our lips to the enemy, but we open the door of our mouth, our lips, to you, God. And we say, you be glorified in our speech. You be glorified through our life and what we do. And we give you praise. We give you honor. For every head bowed and the eyes shut, if today you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, I'll give you an opportunity to make the greatest decision of your life. Today, you can choose life. You can choose eternal life. He loves you so much. There's nothing that you can do to earn this. And you don't deserve it. It's because a loving father saw you before you were born. And he said, I love you. And I desire you. And I want you to be a part of my eternal family. And I call you into myself. But you have to choose. Because I've given you a free will. Will you choose the gift of salvation? Will you choose to accept the sacrifice of my son on the cross who died for our sins, who died for our guilt and our shame, who paid the ultimate price and laid down his life, was separated from the Father where we could be united with him and we could say, Abba, Father, Daddy, God and run into his arms and be welcome in his presence for all eternity, forever and forever, time without end. Will you surrender today and say yes to Jesus? If that's you this morning, I want you to just lift your hand and we'll pray together. Anyone in this place say, I need Jesus today. Or maybe you've prayed before, but you need to get right today. You need to get that relationship right. You need to get it right right now. And maybe you're watching online, and maybe this is for you. And I believe there is some watching online. And you've been a Christian, but you, were, you heard this morning, and your mouth has been speaking like the enemy, like an open grave. It's been full of death and decay. And the Lord has actually called you to be a minister. The Lord says, if you'll surrender your mouth by confessing my lordship from your heart and you'll repent of your sin, 
I will draw close to you once again for the gift and the calling that I placed upon your life has not been removed you've removed yourself from it but it's still there for you to grab hold of because I haven't changed my mind but it's your choice you choose now for I'm there knocking on the door of your heart choose me choose me that's you for either one of these lift your hand to get right with God or get saved for the first time to come to him if you lift your hand thank you Lord anyone else thank you Jesus let's pray together say dear Lord Jesus thank you for the cross thank you for dying for me taking all my shame I'm guilty Lord thank you for taking my guilt I receive your forgiveness I receive new life I believe you died for me and you were raised from the dead I surrender fully to you right now I receive you as Lord and Savior I'll live for you all the days of my life fill me with your Holy Spirit empower me to live this life and I give you the glory I give you the honor in Jesus mighty name and everyone said amen If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.